Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week's episode of Motherfuck Lore is brought to you by the show's generous supporters on Patreon. New supporters like Lenka Libichova, Sam Guthrie, and Siobhan McCauley, who joined us in the past week or so. Thank you so much. We love meeting new friends. We love that you like the show enough to support it on Patreon. I guarantee that we can continue producing it. If you want bonus content, discounts on our prints by Kristen Shield. Check us out on patreon.com forward slash Tarek. And now the show. From the Heads of Podcast Network, welcome to Motherfucker, a podcast of words, Irish. Irish words, words from Ireland. I am your extremely happy host, Dark O'Shea. I am your moderately happy host, co-host, Gerardine McAvoy. And I'm Padre Kivotnik. And your descent into adjectives is the first step into anarchy. Hey, adjectives. Adjectives are fine. It's adverbs that are the problem. <laughs> he said dicely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just, I just think this is a podcast that we're creating that's going to be there in perpetuity. And now you've just nailed it to the, nailed it to the no, walls. No, I, Marion Keyes said adjectives and adverbs are all right on her uh, novel writing class on Instagram last night. I will not have it. Don't be <laughs> slagging them off. <laughs> no, no, I love adjectives. I just think that you're, you're creating a piece of art that's going to mm. last forever. Art. Yes. Come on now. Yeah, Come I mean, on. I mean, forever as well. <laughs> like, you know. But it's going to be out there. People could listen to this on a future date when you're not so happy. And they're going like, oh, well, Derek's happy. And it's like, no, not today. Today, <laughs> Derek needs a hug. Well, on this particular day, here we are, somewhere mid-January 2021. I am, all things considered, pretty in pretty good form. I'm happy. I'm feeling very loved. Uh, I, I want to thank all the new Patreons who joined the, the podcast this week. Thank you for coming along and joining us on our journey of nerdy escapism. I love you all, even though I don't know you yet. <laughs> the, the oven of my heart is preheated for you. <laughs> I enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so pre- I'm not suggesting cooking people. Aside. <laughs> okay. Uh, preheated hard oven aside. Um, I'm, I, I, one thing is, while I'm in, in very good form, I do miss walking around my beloved city, Balliacaclea, Dublin mm. town. I miss it now. And what I wouldn't give now to be walking, you know, down Thomas Street through the James Street 
Oh, in the, in the Liberties. Down the Liberties. A place I lived for a number of years and had a very, very happy memories. Um, oh, did you live there before it was cool? I, it was, it was kind of cool when I arrived. Cause, I mean, come on. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he went there. <laughs> come on. I thought you were going to go. Uh, Derek gentrified. Yeah, I thought you were going to go full hipster on us. And just go, I was there before, before all of those design firms and coffee houses moved in. But that, I mean, there was always, I suppose, NCAG has been there for years. So it's always had a little bit of, you know, of, of, of that. But anyway, either way, I suppose, <laughs> like, I'd be very happy now if I was in the Liberties in Dublin, 80, maybe even, yes, somewhere along the red line, the Lewis. Go on the red Not line. the red line. Not taking the red line. I love the red line. Take it out to, out to the red cow, out to my neck of the woods. They say yeah. they say the Lewis serves Clondalkin, where I'm from. But really, you have to get off of the red cow. It's a long ass walk into Clondalkin. But that said, I love it as a facility. I think it's great. I love these trams. Do you ever fly to Edinburgh? I've been to Edinburgh no. once. Yeah, so Edinburgh is a great, great city. It's one of my mm-hmm. favourite. I have friends living in Edinburgh. I love Edinburgh. Um, I went there on my stag. Um, five of the best days of my life. Absolutely sending it. Some of the greatest horseplay of all time. And like you get off the plane in Edinburgh and you hop on a tram that's a little bit like our Lewis. And like within a few minutes, you can be right in the city centre, right? Walking up Rose Street, looking for your first point. Um, but... Yeah, we don't we don't quite have that. We don't have a Lewis that stretches out <laughs> to the airport. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't Can you imagine? Great, like. Houston all the way to Terminal Two. Imagine, uh, but imagine getting man. off the plane at Terminal Two and forty minutes later sitting in the McDonald's on Kyle Moore Road, having a having well, a big match. I'll have you know, if you get the green city bus from Dublin Airport, you can be in the city centre in 30 minutes. That is what they tell you on that fucking bus. <laughs> I'm here to tell you they're liars. I love I love when you occasionally see the tourists who um, who try to save money by hopping on the Dublin bus. Oh, yeah. The next thing, they're looking around and they're like, what the hell are we doing? Why does this go down every tiny street on the north side of the city? <laughs> I remember getting on that bus last year, uh, the green 747 um, at the airport, and I had loads of time to kill, but it was like, I, I needed loads of time to kill. And there was these German tourists behind me who were like, um, how long, how, they say it will be 30 minutes before we get to the, the college green. And I was like, I just looked at them, ah, you poor thing. <laughs> I hope you don't have that. And then, you know, organize. Actually, I got, it was the day of the Spice Girls concert and there was a load of people going to the Spice Girls concert, giving themselves 30 minutes to get oh, to the no. Spice Girls concert. It's like, and I was like, no, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss all the start of it. It says we will be in the city centre in 30 minutes and we have arranged an activity 32 minutes from now. <laughs> We've given ourselves a lot of leeway. <laughs> But like that's the problem, and it's not even it's not even like the stereotypical Germans. Like it's the fact that they come from a country where if it says the bus is arriving at sixteen thirteen, yeah. at thirteen minutes past four, the bus is going to be there. Mm. Yeah. Whereas, or asking a question like, uh, "How many meters is it to?" And I'm like, "Well, how many meters is it walking?" And then, "How many meters is it on the bus?" Because you know the bus has to first yeah. go up, uh, <laughs> you know, behind the fucking Mount Joy first, and then around into Talbot Street, whatever. Like, <laughs> and then get stuck in one-way traffic. So you'll be good while yet. What is, what is the fastest way to the city centre? Are you walking or taking the bus? They're taking the bus. That's the fastest way. <laughs> The, I think though when you are in Germany though while yes the, the, the trains and buses are on time because people tend to change tra- trains seven or eight times in a relatively short journey and I did notice that when I was um, when I was in Munster for a while I remember we were going on a fairly short um, short, short train journey to Enschede oh just across the border into, in, the, in their Netherlands 
And I think we changed trains about six times. Sorry, I still can't get over Neuderlands. They're Where the hell yeah, that? yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> They're Neuderlands. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. Fun, fun story. There was um, there was an English football manager who um, took charge of the team in Enschede, uh, in in uh, the Netherlands, Twente Enschede. Um, and he couldn't speak Dutch, but he decided, his name was Steve McLaren, he used to manage the English national team. And when he was sacked from the English national team, he became the manager of Twente and Skeida. And he even, he even won the Dutch title with them. But at one stage, quite comically, he decided that instead of, you know, speaking Dutch or speaking English in his own accent, he would uh, do the interview like this, as if he was a Dutchman, <laughs> speaking in the English. I was like, mate, that's not... That's not how it's done. <laughs> Clean sheet, I call it, is, uh, is one of the most important things in, in football, but especially in European football, in two legs. Gerardine, you, you mentioned oh. you had time to kill at the airport. Yep. Remember that? Remember that? Speaking of time to kill, I just noticed that on the red line at Lewis, there's, a, there's an interesting um, feature, I suppose, of the Irish language in terms of uh, two of the place names or um, tra- tram stops. Which are uh, and also uh, names of James Bond movies, kill and ki- <laughs> that yeah. place to kill or something. I don't know what it's called. What is it, it called? A time to kill? No time no, to kill. A time the time to, to kill. A time to kill is a John Grisham novel. A time to kill is a John. What's very the good James movie. Bond film? View to a kill. kill. A view to a kill. No, the, it's a new one. No time to die. No time to be killing. No time to die. Okay, never mind. <laughs> it's no time to be killing. Now, they got rid of your man from Navin. He's not doing it anymore. They have a fella called Craig Daniels doing it. And he's very good, I have to say. <laughs> You'd never think there could be a ginger bond, but your look at him. There he is. That's an insult to gingers everywhere. <laughs> He's no more ginger now than Derek. <laughs> Daniel's, Daniel Craig's a bit of a strawberry blonde, isn't he? Yeah. Bit. No? No. No. No, 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 no one's biting on this one. No, Mousy Brown? I don't really Donald know. Donald Leeson is going to come for your neck. Hey, if That's Donald Leeson was here. Bond, that'd be class. He'd be a great Donald Leeson can do anything. He can... Watch your profanity. <laughs> Take that in! Fuck! <laughs> don't put that in! <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of You should clarify that Donald Gleeson has never been linked with any Right, I'm sorry Incidents in the past No, he wouldn't, he's too sound, probably <laughs> So much yeah. so much my so, beautiful segue from I know, I know where you Sorry, I wrecked it <laughs> I know where you were going though You're gonna t- So speaking of like speaking uh, of Time to kill Time to kill yeah, so there's an interesting little quirk uh, along the red line, Lewis. Um, and basically, it's taken us longer to get here than it takes to get from the airport to <laughs> to the Kylemore Road, which is what we're going to talk about. Because um, there's a Lewis stop called Kylemore on Kyle War, or mm. on Kyle War, depending on your, your canyon, the big wood, or the big forest. And it's right at the end of Bohor Nakhila Mora, uh, or no, Bohor Nakhila Mora, uh, which is which is the road of the, the the big wood. But for many many years, there was a mistranslation on the Irish uh, street signage in that area, and it was mistakenly believed that it was Bohor Nakhila Mora, uh, which would be the road of the big church, mm-hmm. um, because conveniently there's a big church at the top end of it in Ballyfermot. But um, yeah, it's just I suppose it's down to the prevalence of religious place names in Ireland that there's so many of them and we know like um, there's there's places called Donach like Donach Brook 
Donut Kiarnach, the Donnybrook, Donny Carney. But the most common one by far is Kale. So it's kind of understandable that when you see something in English, Kyle or Kale, that you assume that it's from a church. Yeah. And normally when it's a person's name attached to it, like uh, Kilpeder or Kilbride, you can just assume it's a church of that saint. But yeah, it, it kind of they they kind of screwed the pooch on. Now it's all fixed. Fair play to Dublin City Council. It's all fixed now. Like there's no incorrect uh, street signs, as far as I'm aware, up around Kylemore Road these days. But geez, there's a lot of places named after churches in Ireland, isn't there? There are. There is. Yeah, churches and woods. That's how this we have. <laughs> and this is one of the things that that does come up, guys. Kill is a church, and Kill is a wood, a woodland, a forest area. And some people say that when the when uh, St. Patrick came along and he, he got rid of the, the pagan druids, the pagan Celtic druids, um, that they, he took a lot of the holy places, which are like, you know, woodlands, and made them churches. And this, and this is one of the folk etymologies behind the similarity between these worlds. It could just be their two words that are similar, like weight and weight. But this is... And it could just be that Ireland was covered in trees. So if you wanted to build anything, you kind of had to cut down the old trees, yeah. you know. And, I mean, if, if a place was... If there are trees everywhere, you wouldn't be saying, well, this place is the forest of such and such. You'd be just saying, it's the place. Yeah. Like, there's no similarity between house and wood in Irish. And presumably, if you were building a house on a field, if you had, you know, wanted to get yourself some road frontage, you'd need to cut down the trees. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, listen, I don't know. I don't know what the etymology of that is, but I'm not buying it. Yeah, I, think, I think, I mean, it's yeah. it's, a, it's a cute story for kids, but it's not, I mean, yeah, I, I, it doesn't actually, is it actually based on any factual? Uh, is, no. Yeah. No, it's not. Quill, quill is, as far as can be traced back, it's an old Irish word. word. Um, originally, um, Kyle, C-A-I-L-L, and still pronounced Kyle in Munster. Um, but uh, Quill in other parts of the country. And uh, Kill, on the other hand, comes from the Latin, uh, from the Latin cella, meaning cell or church, because mm. monks would live in a cell and would practice uh, in a church. And Saint Saint Killian, who was the Irishman who brought Christianity to Bavaria, I was in at a wedding in Zellingen a while back, and I met met a German guy. He says, "Oh, my name's Killian. My father's name is Killian. You will not guess what my son is called." And everyone was Killian. It was a huge local name, but they spell it with a K. It can be spelled with a K. Yes. Yeah, I met Killians with Ks. Yeah. And I was in a. uh, in the scouts, in the scouts here, our local scout troop here in uh, Dublin was named St. Killian's hmm. troop because he's the patron saint of, of uh, this area. We have two patron saints where I'm from, uh, oh. St. Cronon Makua and uh, St. Killian. And they both uh, actually are uh, basically more popular in Germany than they ever were in Ireland. A bit like um, Johnny Logan. <laughs> I refute that accusation wholeheartedly. I love JLo, the original JLo, and I won't hear a word against it. I'm interested in this Makua fella, though, because we're in promise to Mahu, which is Tig Makua, yeah. which is your man Makua. Is it the same, same fella? Lad, yeah, same lad. Go yeah. Away. Makua, yeah. He, he built monasteries all over the gaff. He did, up in Antrim, and then he sure came all the way down to Timahu and Cantalish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he built the Round yeah. Tower, the famous Round Tower here in Clondalkin. He built ours, which is nicer. It's not. <laughs> It is. It, it fucking is. is. It's not though. What's Do you know what? Between Cashel and Clondalkin, I've had enough of this round tower fucking what's like hierarchy. The round tower in Timahoe was class. What's at the bottom of the round tower in Timahoe? What's sitting the at the base of it? Well, what's what's at the base of it? Well, there's a monastery next to it. Is there? We've got a cafe. Yeah. 
cafe. That's much better. Excuse me. There's a fucking, there's a heritage centre right next to the one with very creepy life-size monks in the, the one in Timahoe. Can you get a, there's a heritage centre at this one, but the cafe is the, is the standard. If you can ask, if you can get a flat white, you can't get a flat white in leash. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was actually going to ask if you can get a, uh, an orange flavoured hot chocolate. Uh, no. You can get a cup yeah. of tea over in the shop though. Yeah, so not only is there a lovely cafe at the base of our round tower in Clondalkin, run by lovely local people called East Village. They're absolutely class. Love the guys. Um, but there's also a museum. And in the museum is an exhibition on the revival of the Irish language. And oh. that exhibition contains clips of the most important people in the history of the Irish language, uh, including Porrick Pierce, uh, Sheila de Valera oh. and me. Oh, oh, this is this. I, oh, <laughs> no, they listen. When I, if anyone of the Timo Hall Heritage Centre is listening, get in touch, okay? And they were looking for, they were looking for when they, when, when the, the local county council were looking for um, exhibitions around the revival of the Irish language because Irish is so important in Clondalkin mm-hmm. uh, and it's got leaner Gaelga status and more people speak Irish uh, on a daily basis outside the education system in Clondalkin than anywhere else of a similar size around the country. Um, they, they went and they reached out to Radio Nalifa and said, can we get a clip of someone speaking Irish on your radio station um, uh, for our museum in Clondalkin? And Radio Nalifa said, yeah, we have a chap from Clondalkin <laughs> who does a show here. I'll give you a clip. So, yeah. Fantastic! Yeah. I am raging. I'm piece. so raging. Gar James, it's it's on you now. You got you got to get your own clip into Timahoe and Round Tower Wars. <laughs> and listeners, do get in touch if you have a favorite Round Tower. If there's a Round Tower that thrills you, inspires you, if what's what's the like? I think, but hey, I don't, think we can both agree. Don't say Glendalock. Just don't say Glendalock. Yeah, mm. I think we can both agree. It's neither Glendalock nor Cashel. Cashel doesn't even have a hat. Like it doesn't even have a bit on the top. It's an incomplete <laughs> fucking round tower. I don't want to hear. Never it. mess like, with it's that. Not watertight. Yeah, no hatless round towers for us. Yeah, no. <laughs> need not apply. <laughs> Cashel can get fucked, <laughs> or not if it's hatless. <laughs> That is an ass. That's that's a clip. That's a next clip. Like, for, like, why should I listen to mother folklore? Cue a clip of Garrett saying Cashel can get fucked. Okay. Mother folklore, the most hated podcast in Tipperary. Yes. Well, no, the people of Tipperary Town would appreciate that. I can promise you. <laughs> um, Tipper- yeah. So yeah. so kill. There's kill is used um, throughout the, uh, the the whole country. Like there's. When? So many places, obviously, famously Kildara and Kilarnia. Kil- uh, Kildara being one, because when we were driving down to Kerry on our holidays as kids, we'd, we'd pass through Kildara, the big sign saying Kildara, and my brothers would both start beating me <laughs> in the back of the car. And I was like, here's a rare pair of fucking masters. And I'd say, well, at least, the, at least they named the county after me, you shitheads. <laughs> Okay, there's a lot of deep sea yeah. uh, trauma there. Um, well, I suppose tech. It's going to move swiftly on from it. Technically, oh, I suppose it's Johnny Gall. Oh, my, my brother's called Connell, so he, probably has a, he has a county as well. But Manus, nah, no such luck. Nothing for him. Nothing for no. him. Nothing for Manus. And the kill, got, the kill in Kildara, that's kill is in church rather than quill. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. of Even herself. though it actually means, well, even if it means oak, mm. I mean, it means the church of the oak. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely a church. And because of herself, the patroness. Yeah. The ancient Celtic pagan goddess. Oh, yes. Breed. Yep. 
Breed, <laughs> the, the pagan goddess was appropriated. The um, obviously the oak was um, the what, what I remember hearing was that when I did the tour of the Bushmills Distillery up in Antrim, they were saying that you know Ireland was covered in oak trees and the the, the Brits chopped them all down to make warships. That did happen. A lot of that happened. Um, there's an old song uh, that they used to sing in the Royal Navy. Um, Round about the Battle of Trafalgar and all that, round about the end of the 18th, start of the 19th century, called Hearts of Oak. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Picard sings it in one episode of Star Trek when he's possessed by an alien and acts like a drunk. Uh, but uh, the lyrics are like, Hearts of Oak are ships, and a lot of those oaks came from Ireland. Now, it may be overstated how much clearance the Irish themselves had already done to forestry at that stage. But there's no doubt about it that the British uh, military industrial complex contributed to us going from having one of the highest forestry uh, coverage statistics in our in Europe to having right now among the lowest. Like we're really, really, really bad. And what little forestry we have is this commercial monoculture Sitka spruce, which is not the mm. it's not the forestry your 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 great granddad had. Like it's yeah. it's really really it's very poor actually. It's it's very bad for um, soil biodiversity. Mm. Very bad for the soil. Very bad for other plant life. Like if you go into a native woodland, there's all different types of plants growing along the ground. But if you go walk up the Dublin mountains into one of these Sitka spruce plantations. The ground is completely barren. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really weird. Uh, There's no little flowers at the bottoms of the trees, no, no little mushrooms on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the bark, little no. things like that. No happy little red these, squirrels. These foreign trees coming over here, taking our nutrients. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. But it's... They, they, don't, they don't even have leaves, so they don't... Speaking of natural uh, and native uh, wildlife, so my favourite, this connects me to my favourite Luganum or place name, um, which is from nearby where I live, actually. Um, so it's, I believe, I don't know how true this is, but I believe the only uh, nature reserve on an esker in Ireland is in a place named Coolnavaca, where I am from. Uh, I'm from, so again, uh, Quill. I live in, my address is Kyle from Quill. Um but I actually live in Coolnabaca for postal reasons. We have to put Kyle on it um, because postal politics is a big thing in rural Ireland. Anyway, um, the, the, the this particular nature reserve has all these beautiful uh, native trees, but right next to it, um, Coolnabaca being wood of the bees, so Coolnabaca, um, mm. there's mm. this, what do you call the bee houses? What do you call them? Hives. No, the, the man-made ones. Like, what are you? Oh, bee, beehive huts. Yeah, but is there not a name on them? No, just beehive huts. Is that what they're called? I'm, uh, are you talking about like beehives? So where are you going? Collect the honey, yeah? That's a, a beehive. Okay, I'm having a brain fire. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but the, the, yeah, there's beehives. You mean the anyway. honeycombs? Do you no, refer to the, the honeycombs in the bees? The that you yeah. look in at the bees? Yeah, is that they're a hive? hives. It's called, it's called a hive. Okay, well, that, they're there. <laughs> I think, as far as I know, they're no longer there. But when I was a child, they were definitely there. There, and we would like pass by them and on our little walks through this nature reserve. Um, and it's my favourite place name because I think it's very cute. And uh, that's what I love about place names in our old, like Irish place names because the anglicised version tells you nothing but the Irish version tells you there's a wood and there's bees in it you know and that it yeah. is it's rancid it tells you exactly what's what's in it and I love that yeah like like to go back down to Tipperary uh, and to avoid Cashel and exactly. and go to Clonmel yeah. up Clonmel if you're going to Clonmel Clonmala the meadow of, of honey it's there beautiful so name what do you get where do you want where do you get honey from 
Bees. You know this now, Guardian. It's beehives. <laughs> beehives. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, we lost a lot. I mean, I know that we did an episode about translations with Shun <clears throat> uh, live in, in uh, Newbridge, mm-hmm. which is actually one of the few Ron Seal English language yeah, place names. There was a Newbridge. Yes. Um, <clears throat> it a, it's a bridge and it's that, new. And horse and jockey. Well, horse and jockey is a confusing one because in Irish it's. Um, on Markuk. Uh-huh. So like Oscailge, there's no horse. He's just riding in Irish. <laughs> well, well, he's just riding, yeah, exactly. Well <laughs> there are there are a few of those place names around the place that are that are um just named after uh, inns or taverns or farms or they're named after the buildings, basically where the, the building came first. I'd go back to the Red Line Lewis again if you go to the Red Cow yeah. on Vo on Vo Yarrig. Uh, on Voyarig was the name of a farmhouse and then an, an inn and then an alehouse then a coach house and now a hotel man I just thought it was uh, the hotel yeah no, no but it, it goes back to the I think I think the 15th Ow. century I, I mean at one stage that was inside the pale <clears throat> so you know that's that uh, actually for quite a lot of time that was inside the pale so there would have been uh, alehouses yeah. and inns and coach houses and all sorts of civilization to keep them away from the you know the natives, the Irish, um, and then they're also a little bit further up is um, Black Horse. Yes, uh, on Coppel Dove, and I got mad when they named that site Black Horse. When they named that Lewis Stop Black Horse, I was like, you can't be naming a Lewis Stop after a pub across <laughs> the road. But it turns out that the pub across the road has been there in one guise or another for centuries, and the area has come to be known as on Coppel Dove. So this is true of lot. There's a lot, a lot of London place names, or certainly um, uh, um, tube stops, are named after kind of taverns that are long gone. I think Elephant and Castle. Elephant and Castle. The next station is Elephant and Castle, where this train terminates. Fabulous, wonderful, love that. I thought that was rhyming slang for something. I was like, okay, Elephant and Castle. Castle rhymes with hassles. So I, 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 but no, it's just place name. It's just back in the, the old days, taverns in in England would have like symbols at the door uh, it's for people who couldn't read. So you'd have an elephant in a castle and it, it gave you the name. For, for people who couldn't read or people as they were known at the time. <laughs> You know, in, in, in Prague, in Prague, they never got into the habit of numbering the doors. For the same reason, in the old in the old town of Prague, um, all the buildings are medieval. They're all hundreds of years old. So, like, I stayed in a hotel in Prague that was basically the name of the, the address of the hotel was the Three Golden Balls, um, uh, such and such a street, old town, Prague, and uh, yeah, the, because the sign hanging out the front was like a pawnbroker. It was like Love Three that. Golden Balls. It's like the Five Lamps, mm-hmm. yeah, but like, yeah, uh, yes. another Five Lamps. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I I'm say, sure you've said it already on this podcast. Because <laughs> I used to not know the five lamps. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're going to hire the bullets out them. <laughs> it's a funny one. But the, I suppose, yeah, there's the. But so place names and it, I guess they, like they, they can change over time, and you do see this sometimes when with with new housing estates in that popped up in the Celtic Tiger, where they try to erase the history. This happened particularly in some uh, some Dublin communities where they tried to put a a, a Springfield outside Tala, was it, uh, Peter? And they uh, a, a Charlestown think... in Finglas. Um, it was a Charlestown well, thing. It was Charlestown Shopping Centre. Yeah, they managed that, yeah. and there is a Springfield. There is a Springfield in Tala. But these were recently added. 
Well, yeah, like the 60s, I think, for the Springfield and Tala. I mean, yes, recent in terms of the oldest vernacular language in Europe, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, but that said, I don't know, like, I always get surprised that there's... So there was a a little development here in, in the local area. There's a new development being put out there, and it was in this in this place that has always been known by one name. It's always been known by one name. Um, and a developer came, built some houses there, and they named it another name. They named it Richmond, or something seemingly quite tannish. We, like we so, talked about this before. There's a, yeah, a, a St. Pancras muse or somewhere in, yeah. in, in Harold's Cross. <laughs> well, fuck's sake. Uh, but anyway, it turns out that that particular anglicised place name goes back even further than the local place name that was in the in the sort of in in the folk narrative in the in the in local knowledge uh because you know prior to it being called such and such it was known as Richmond way back years and years and years ago so I'm always surprised so I wouldn't be surprised if they could dig out some kind of historical link to say why Charlestown should be called Charlestown because that's quite recent isn't it Charlestown shopping center Charlestown is quite recent mm. it's quite um, recent Springfield and Tala I mean that comes back from when developers could call whatever um Hmm. Whatever they called something, whatever they wanted. Like when I okay, when I was um when I was a kid, we were told one day to go. Um, I've probably told the story before. Uh, but uh, we were told to go home one day, find out about our Luganum, our place name, where we live, and what it means, and come back in and tell the teacher the next day. And my mate uh, Liam, uh, Councillor Liam Sinclair, fan of the, the the podcast, a great guy. Um, he came in the next day and said, "I live in a place called Cherrywood." Because uh, uh, a builder thought that would be a nice name to sell houses. Yeah. And I was like, where is the lie? <laughs> <laughs> there was no ancient wood of yeah. cherry blossoms on that Sounds site. lovely. Yeah. But. Come on, City That Pod. Let's get thickening. Are you a fan of the Emmy Award winning show RuPaul's Drag Race? Do you think about Roxy Andrews at the bus stop? And do you belong in Party City? Well, City That Pod is the podcast for you. Join me, James, and my co host, Keen. Is there something on my face? As we chat weekly about the runway realness, sickening shade, and backstage buffoonery. That's right, whether it's new episodes of Drag Race US, UK, or All Stars. Sissy That Pod will spill the tea with a new episode for you within 24 hours. So make good choices and subscribe to Sissy That Pod from the Headstuff Podcast Network and we'll leave you gagging on our eleganza. Now, let the music play. So as you mentioned logging on there, um, uh, you mentioned logging on there, Potter, and this is a great thing because there is a a website, logon.ie, where people can find out lots of stuff about place names that interest them l-o-g-a-i-n-m dot i-e um garaging you have a, a, a you have some experience of of this particular organization this particular this particular website yeah uh so years ago i worked um with uh Fionter and i worked on the first time i worked there i worked with uh fuckle.ie as it was known at the time um which is now terma.ie um and i also worked on anim.ie and loganim.ie um so anim.ie is a like a biography website um, and then a little bit like Wikipedia for, for people. Uh, and then uh, loganim.ie is literally place names. Uh, so you can type in a place name and you'll get the uh, translation for it. Um, and very often you can also get a um, audio pronunciation of it, um, which uh, the second time I worked with Fionter, um, so it's two separate stints, uh, 
And the second time I worked there, uh, they were doing these recordings at the time. And so what they had really tried to do was get somebody from the local area to pronounce the names. So they were like, we don't have anyone doing the leash names. So can you record all the leash names? And I did it and they didn't use it. (laughs) They were like, shit, no, we're not taking it. She's terrible. (laughs) Well, you showed them. (laughs) You showed them by becoming the star of a popular podcast. Do you know they they haven't contacted me looking for it? Because I checked today. I checked um, <laughs> Tim Ahoe, where I'm from, and I typed it in. And whoever is doing it, for, like, listen, I'm fine. I'm over it. But they do have an Ulster Irish accent. So I would have always called it and still do Tig Makua with a hard G. And they're calling it T-Mahua. T-Mahua. I have an issue with that. <laughs> so listen, I don't mm-hmm. mind, whatever. But um, you can pronounce Stradbally any way you like because fuck Stradbally, fuck Cashel, fuck Stradbally. <laughs> um, but it was a really good site to work on. I really enjoyed it. And you learn, because like I said, like Logan and Nika are, they're so like interesting because the Irish name tells you usually so much more. And like you have all of, the, you know, it's not just like towns and villages, it's townlands as well. So you're working on these rural like I said, like one side of the road that I live on is Kyle and the other side is Coonlabacca. And no one who's not from that area cares to know that. But I know. And, you know, those things are recorded in Luganum. So you have this very rich understanding. I think um, maybe it was you, Pada, that mentioned it when we did the episode about um, Peg, where you talked about like how every plate, like every little rock and hill and hillock and tree had a name and that is so encapsulated in the work done by Loganum that everything and they they do they do such wonderful work to record these place names and in that you're recording a very local history so if you take as I said Timaho where I'm from you have Tig Makua the house of Makua because the Saint Makua came down and he built uh, a monastery there and that's how it's named Um, Stradbally which is right next to to, um, Timahoe, it's in the same parish. Strahdvalia, there's a lot of Strahdvalia and Strahdvalleys in, in Ireland because there's a, a one street in the, the, the town and that's how it's named. Um, so you can get so descriptive or you can get so much information, like a little snapshot about the place and even about the history. Like if it is something that's Quill, whatever, Quill Moor, you might ask yourself, maybe the the coil is gone, maybe the wood is gone. Where is the wood now? Or there was a wood here. You can at least tell from that that, you know, however many years ago there was a wood here. And maybe it's gone now because of development and deforestation. But there was one here. So you can sort of get an, an eye into the past through a Luganum, which is I always think is lovely. Uh, it's fantastic. Din Shanachus mm. is uh, the study of, of Luganum Nacha. And like if it wasn't for the likes of Luganum.ie or other projects that seek to, to sort of map out our, our our built and natural heritage, we'd lose so much. Like we don't, at the, like in this day and age, we don't really, outside of, you know, in Dublin anyway, definitely not. But it's it's losing its grip in other parts of the country as well. The townland. The townland is becoming less and less important, uh, and obviously we've it's a it's a long time since we've cared about what barony you live mm-hmm. in or what civil parish you live in, and we you know we used to have all of these things, and we used to know that I live in the townland of Brideswell Commons, which is right next to the townland of Bushelloaf, <laughs> which is a great name, Bushelloaf. Imagine that, you, but like we don't keep track of that anymore. If it wasn't for Luganham.ie, we wouldn't know these things. They sound like. English constituencies like Rathfarnham. Well, I'm listen. Yeah. I'm from inside the pale, right? It's just it's as simple as that. By the time we didn't really care before before the pale stretched out as far as Glendalkin, we didn't really care too much about uh, you know 
townlands or anything like that, because that's all related to tax. If we, and then yeah. by the time the pale stretched out, um, they called us whatever they wanted to, and we were like, yeah. "All right, all right, governor." Because yeah, like Rathfarnham is in Upper Cross, and the baronies of Upper Cross and Rathdown. And I just think that's that, that's probably what they would sound like if we had MPs instead of TVs. Yeah, or you had like a Lord that. of Baron Ross and, <laughs> and, and Rathdown or whatever you said it we? was. That sounds like something. Because I remember when I, there was we had a discussion once, uh, not not on this podcast, but some friends had a discussion about whether the um, Ireland should have single seat constituencies. And one of the objections was, "What would we call them?" Well, you couldn't have, you know, <laughs> like you couldn't if you had like if you had four constituencies in Offaly, and you know, and and, and how many else were like what, what, like is one Offaly North, Offaly South, Offaly East? And, and but chances are, you probably you would. know the the Yanks oh, just yeah. number them. Uh, this it'd be is, like the it'd be like the fourth the fourth congressional district of Offaly. This is what I said. The seventeenth yeah, Munster congressional for part of Cork, maybe, and then people say, "No, that's so American. That's awful. That's worse than me to try to refer to the Republic of Ireland as a three five three. Your mate's not wrong, Barry. Your mate's not wrong. <laughs> oh, it no. works. It's less divisive than Republic of Ireland, twenty six counties. It, People it, get their nose it, out of joint so easily. It is. It is absolutely how friends of mine in the north refer to um, the the do, the twenty six county have, state. They refer to us the three five three. Okay, the I was just about to ask. Do they, they, have, they don't use three five three in Northern Ireland. That's four four. Yeah. Okay. No, they use plus four four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they say down in the three five three because they know it's non-divisive. They know that if they say down in the Free State or down in the Republic of Ireland or down in Southern Ireland Southern or Ireland. down in the twenty six, that all that all you know it explains a political leaning that you may have that you may not want to put forward in that conversation. Whereas if you just say down in the three five three, unless you're like, gotcha. the likes yeah. of. That's right. unless you're the, the likes so of like, the say, numbers we I don't use. know someone's mom who doesn't know, and I say someone's mom. My mum, who maybe doesn't know that 353 is mm. the, because, okay. you know, the phone does it for you. Why would you need to know? You know that plus 404 is the UK because occasionally you have to ring your aunt, uh, you know, your aunt in Birmingham or whatever. But, you know, you don't have to put, the, yeah, well, no, not oh, my mother-in-law. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel like, but yeah, I never knew that people did that. I don't technically like it, but I get what you're saying that it's apolitical, the 353. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sounders to it. It's cool. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a kind of new. <laughs> How would your mum know that she never had to ring home you. from the holidays? Yeah, not if you're really. It'll do does it for it? you if you're in Spain. New. You... Oh yeah, that happened a couple of years ago, doesn't it? You just have to. Well, if you're put, your putting in the number, if it's already the number's already in your now, phone, you? it should do it. I don't know. I I I I do not ever. I know the the calling code for. Ireland, Italy, and Finland, um, and that's it. And then, oh, in the UK and and the US is zero one, isn't it? Is it forty nine? Germany. 69? Who has sixty nine? Who has that? Yeah. Who has the good number? Oh, that, that's. <laughs> uh, I gotta find that out now. Uh, plus sixty nine international dialing code. The coolest country in the world is Algeria no hang on you, you, no yeah. uh, Albania it's, it's part it's one of the Albanian codes is it no that, that's not right sure? I say that, what, that's, did that's, nobody that's get it did they decide that's, that it's a cool number and no one has to be, gets to be better than anyone else so no one gets it hang on is there no 69 no. in the list oh my this god this is why that, this is outrageous Marshall Bolivia. Islands Marshall Islands Marshall, Marshall Islands is the 69 is the is the nice <laughs> yep um, Marshall one. Islands <laughs> 
<laughs> if we've any Marshall oh, Islands yeah. listeners, just call in because um, we just want to see a number calling from plus six nine. <laughs> nice. Unless you're busy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> gotcha. Nuts. Uh, yeah, it's a bit disappointing though because if it's Tokelau, it's uh, plus six nine zero. If it's the Federated States of Micronesia, it's plus six nine one. And if it's the Marshall Islands themselves, it's plus six nine two. Have a so great I guess time. All three mm. of those uh, jurisdictions are um, South Pacific. Nice. Why would you not be? You know, nice. you have lovely climate, island life, minding your business. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. But I suppose. Like, apart from we, we like, so we 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 mentioned Kill and Quill today. What we're going to do is, and we're going to have a few more episodes coming up soon, where we're going to look at some of the other um, popular kind of um, re- recurring name features in place names in Ireland. You can, <laughs> you do you're doing everything you can to avoid saying common. <laughs> this is a very common place name. Frequent, frequent. <laughs> we're looking, yeah. we're looking yeah. at some of the the, the the terms that come up, and we are looking forward to bringing you some um, a bunch of. Bunch of us. I was talking to some other podcasters, and we all agree that since the pandemic, podcasts are getting too long. <laughs> so we're going to try and wrap things up a bit quicker. I mean, you might agree. Yeah. I have literally I nothing, have nothing else in my life. YouTube videos I've already seen and podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Very yeah, well. So send us your favorite place name because that's literally where the conversation yeah, is at. Send, send us your favorite place name. <laughs> or, that will be the highlight of my week. Or is there? <laughs> Is there a word you like in Irish and you want to know if there's a place name with that word? Who knows? We can check. The answer might yeah, be no. Sure. But we'll look for you and we will talk about the podcast. So until the next time, it's Slon from me. That's Slon from me. I guess Slon Wemshire. Mind yourselves. Hey, Derek again here and Garaging's still here with me. I want to thank you all very much for listening to today's show. Uh, I want to especially thank people who have been supporting the show on Patreon. We are extremely grateful for your support. And I also want to add thank you very much for everyone who has sent, sent kind messages to the team and myself this particular week. Uh, we really appreciate it and we love you all. Mother Folklore comes out every Friday from the Headstuff Podcast Network and you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you very much to Kirsten Shield for doing the artwork. Thank you very much to Brian who does the production. Thank you to the backroom team at Headstuff. Uh, we use remotely.fm for recording the Motherfucker podcast. If you're thinking of doing your own podcast, that is an app you might want to try. If you want to contact the show, um, you can email us or check us out on our WhatsApp, which will be in the show notes. And we'd love to hear from you. And if you send us a voice note on WhatsApp, we're sure you might even include it in an episode. I want to know your thoughts on Cashel. Anyone has their thoughts on Cashel? I want to know them. We want to know your favorite round tower in Ireland. And we want to know what your what your least favourite town in Ireland is. No, I don't well, want to know your... Start that shift. Okay, I don't want to know what your favourite grand tower in Ireland is unless it's Tim O'Hoe. That's all I want. Okay. I, I'm no problem saying that. Okay. I don't want to start a flame war on this podcast about what's the least favourite town in Ireland. Okay. Like, that's ridiculous. Look, we all know it's um, Port Arlington. Oh, I will 100% <laughs> stand by that. What is the point of Port Arlington? I don't know. <laughs> what purpose does it serve? Nothing. Is it in leash? Is it an awfully? Who cares? It's not a port either. But we'll get to that on it's another episode. It's a nothing. <laughs> Until the next time. Mind yourselves. Be kind to each other. And salon. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
just a little extra something I want to talk about this week. Um, as many of you know, I spent four happy years in UCD and the Belfield campus. And in that time, I, like many students and staff members in UCD, was familiar with um, Michael Byrne, sometimes known as Old Man Belfield. He sadly left us in late December and his funeral was just took place in the past week or so. And I would just like to add my voice to the people who are, whose lives are touched in this, in a small way by seeing him there. UCD can be, Belfield especially, can be a very impersonal place and it can be a lonely place. And I think Michael, for all people, um, personalised, encapsulated the, the, the fact that there is actually a community there, people. And I, I take a small note of pride in the fact that in my year of working in UCD as well as actually being a student there, that the, the community did pull, pull together to try and help Michael out. And I would just say that we'll miss him. I'll miss him. Our Desh Degrava Hanam. Slán Michal.